media at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. Fascinating book coming up, which will talk about the Media Landscape 2014 book, in fact, uh, which I'll chat about pretty shortly. But for now, Thilo Moore is with me, the creative, di- creative at Imbongi Works. And we're going to talk about pop-up stores. Of course you know about pop-up stores. I think particularly uh, if you are in the metropolitan e- uh, areas of, you know, Joburg, Cape Town, Durban, I would think uh, you must have seen them. And I have a sense that it could well be the, the business testing ground of the future, or maybe the business of the future in terms of every single day, these what are called temporary stores. I don't know. Let's find out more about it. Phil Amour, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Hi, Ashraf. Thanks for having me. Good. First of all, let's get a description. What is a pop-up store? Well, a pop-up store is really a brand experience in a store that pops up for a short period of time and gives you a twist on the product that brings the benefits of those products to life. Okay, so they are temporary. That's why it's pop-pop. Up and pop down, right? They are, they are meant to be temporary. <laughs> Definitely. I think that's, all, that's part of the appeal. That, that's kind of like going to watch a show. You know, did you, did you get to see Tall Horse? Oh, damn, I missed it. It's got that kind of appeal of an exhibition or a show that you've got to go and, and be part of. Okay. I am aware that there's a Cadbury pop-up store in Sanson. And for the record, I, of all the chocolates in the world, Cadbury's plain dairy milk is the one I love the most. But... I've not yet gone there, so I may need to get there before they, I miss out in the next couple of weeks. I think it's got two more weeks to run. Right? We'll, ha- we'll give you some... Ah, uh, yeah, I don't really yeah. need it, but I certainly <laughs> love it. Yeah. Okay. So, w- what are you doing there? Because I understand that, that you've been involved, that means your company has been involved in, in this latest one in Sandton City in, in Johannesburg. Uh, you've done the, the Magnum one, right? Uh, Jacob's Coffee. Yeah, you've done that way back. Absolutely. That's the one with the. What did you say? Come and play some games there. Yeah, and I got. Yeah. A, I never took the invite. Say, please come and play games in Parkhurst, very close to where I live. And it's like, uh, and then we'll have some coffee together. So, so explain the rationale behind. Uh, are there more? Am I missing out on some other? There are a couple of others, but I think you know. I think those all illustrate what works in a pop-up store. And the first thing, obviously, is that you've got to create a brand experience that brings your brand idea to life. So, for example, with the Marvelous Creation Store in Phantom. It's all around family joy. So the the whole store is really a kind of experience of joy. You, you start in a queue where you've got a, a balloon guy making balloon swords for you and balloon things that basically allow you to come into the store feeling like a joyful family. And then we've got all kinds of crazy machines where you can mix up your candy and put that in, uh, into kind of a, as an inclusion into the chocolate because that's really what Marvelous Creations is, is all about. It's about family joy and mm. crazy candy. So, so and t- typically it's, it's a brand that exists already because it's not new stuff. It's in, a, in the main. It's a brand that exists that we know about, like we made the point about Cadbury's or Magnum. They've been around for a while and they're very successful. But you create an event around that brand for, for one week or one month or whatever. That's it, and then you take it down. Exactly. It's a kind of like a rolling launch event. So right. yeah. people love being at launch events. They're so exciting. Now they can kind of be at one for an extended amount of time. And Accepting it's, it's the public now. Yeah, Many absolutely. launch events would be tied with people absolutely. like myself, it's, it's, it's Trend Hunter calls it the trend of mass exclusivity. So it's an exclusive style event, but it's available to many people. And so you kind of come to this amazing experience, but you've been invited and included. And... Yeah. And, and what's the catch? I mean, what, how does it, when does it work well? When does it not work well? Look, I am going to ask you, has anything failed? And you're probably going to say no, because I mean, you've done a few, right? But I mean, there must be some catches here that you have to be very clear about. Oh, look, there, there are lots of rules and lots of kind of things that you have to be on top of. So, for example, I mean, we, we've done a, a bunch of different types of pop-ups. For vitamin water, we did pop-ups where it was all completely free. You, you came in, you got your free vitamin water. 
And yeah, Jacobs was like that as well. Basically, a free cup of coffee, a thousand board games. And what you find there is you find people are very forgiving. You have, uh, you know, even if there maybe there's some <laughs> slip-ups because this is like, you know, you've got staff, you've got people coming in, but people are very, very forgiving. So, you know, you, you might get something spilled on you, but you forgive. Whereas if you're doing a brand experience like we did with Oreo or Magnum where you're paying a premium for the product. So Magnum, it's all about luxury chocolate indulgence. Lovely experience where you, you could see the different Magnum chocolates being, you know, kind of combined with ice cream. But you still you, you paid. So if you know if you get and you pay you're paying more than what you would normally exactly pay. Right. You, you're paying for the kind of exclusivity of the experience effectively. And at Oreo we had a cookie conveyor which brought the idea of play with Oreo to life, and we were serving up different cookie treats made with Oreos that were were done by Mama's beautiful kind of patisserie and lovely treats. But you, again you're paying. So what you will have over the course of a month is you'll have a couple of negative comments. It's going to happen. And it's very much about how you deal with that. So you've got to be completely on top of your social media. You've got to be, you know, we always run a, a business book. So as soon as there's any kind of feedback that's not 100% lovely and, and you know, whoopee, you, you address. And, 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 and generally, and I'm saying generally between the three or four names you've mentioned, right, what does the public say about it? Like when they, because suddenly you feel like I'm trying to think of it like an, an Alice in Wonderland thing for adults, where you know besides the kids, suddenly they are allowed to play in a space because they're already identifying with the brand, bringing their kids along anyway. But it's just so much fun. They have been incredibly successful, Ashram. And I say when you know you you have the odd negative comment, we've had like, you know, literally hundreds of millions of Twitter impressions around these campaigns, and and a handful, you know, five or six negatives. So. They are incredibly well loved, and you, you really you, what you're doing is you is you're creating this kind of playground, as you say. So, and I mean, Oreo is a case in point. We outtrended a hundred other territories launching the brand idea of play with Oreos. So this was a whole new global repositioning. Did they do things differently to your they pop-up? Did, they did whatever they were doing. We were the only guys to do a pop-up. Oh so, wow! So we developed and created our pop-up experience, and we outtrended the states. So you, you know, we were incredibly successful, and I think. What we did with Oreo is we, we, we basically turned the whole environment into a photo booth. So the wallpaper had Oreo in it. The, obviously, the, the cookie conveyor was something people were sharing. Well, I did see I mean, the, the Oreo store you had in, in Rosebank as well, right? Mm. Uh, and I sort of realized, okay, it's not for me. There's a whole lot of kids, but I'll walk past. But I mean, I was aware of the buzz. Uh, and again, people may be willing to pay more for the for the experience, right? So, so w- what are the lessons here? I mean, for, for from your point of view, from uh, from Mbongi Works, it does suggest that you guys do things well. Uh, how, you know, how copyable is this from, from others? You know, can, can other agencies listening to you okay. and I like, okay, well, that's great, but this is another form of experiential marketing, so I can just copy this and do myself, my own. <laughs> well, you know, absolutely. We've got a, a, a Bible, a kind of a manual we put together for pop-ups because we've now been doing them for 10 years, and there are a lot of learnings. So a lot of scars have gone into that manual, and I'm not going to share it with you, but I can, I can give <laughs> you some, some golden rules. And I think, you know, as with any kind of physical store, location is key. You, you can't do these unless you're in the right place. And, you know, with Magnum, we were right there opposite Tasha's very, uh, you know, diesel around the corner, luxury brand, so an amazing luxury location and the right kind of foot traffic. Um, so that's key. And then the physical design has got to pop. It's got to literally be mm-hmm. a playground for the brand. So it's got to bring the brand to life in 3D. And, you know, I think that's something that 
a good design agency can maybe do, but there are also some real lessons around the physical journey, which is which is something that's taken us you know many years to, to craft and, and perfect because you're effectively creating an exhibition with a brand. Absolutely. And they've got to be little beautiful moments all the way around that journey, and you've got to take people on a different journey. So you know, um, you have to be very clever with the, the beats, the moments of the brand interaction, and. With with Oreo, we have miniature photo sets where you could customize your cookie and put it onto a miniature photo booth, like a, a, a scale down to Oreo size rock stage for the brand attribute of rock with Oreo. A giant wire car, life size, life scale wire car where you could roll with Oreo. So, you know, you've got to find these clever ways of bringing the brand idea to life. And I think that's, you know, and, and there's some beautiful international examples. There's a, there's a restaurant, I mean, a, um, supermarket change chain, chain in Germany that did this incredible thing in Sweden. They had a Michelin chef come and serve a nine-course meal in a, in a beautifully done restaurant called Dill. And at the end of the experience, after sort of three weeks or whatever it was, with half of Stockholm trying to get in, you realize that Dill was an anagram for a discount um, supermarket. So all these nine-course meals were cooked with the discount brand products. Wow. So, so great experience. And, and, of course, that will lead them to go and buy from them, right? What, what, what's in it for the brand? Why would they need to do this and, and do what they've always done, which is you know, spend some money, create new advertising, you know, a new campaign, etc.? Why would they need to do this? Well, it's, it's definitely one of the best ways to get buzz. So it, it creates incredible social media. The fact that you're there with this kind of extended launch campaign, effectively, Extended launch event gets people tweeting. You can recruit influencers very, very, very easily. You can find the kind of influencers who are interested in the things that you bring to life. And you know, I think apart from that, it, it allows people to come in and really experience the brand idea in 3D. So, you know, at a supermarket shelf, you might not feel exactly what the brand's trying to say mm, to you, mm, mm. but in the store, you can bring that to life. And so, so can we see this? Of course, your your company's primed to, to hopefully pick up all uh, the new business, but I mean, they could well be copycats, and we've made that point already, but certainly you, you're very much uh, the industry leader here. Uh, are we in a position where you're going to see this become the norm? And is that not the danger? That if there are too many pop-up stores, whether they're under your control or somebody else's stores, right, that too many means the novelty is worn off? Look, I mean, it's definitely a good time for brands to get in, because it is still very novel. And there are a couple of trends around at the moment that, that fit into this. You know, physical stores, yes, but also food trucks, mobile pop-ups. So there are a bunch of ways of playing it. And I think, you know, billboards have been around forever and are not particularly appealing. <laughs> so I don't think pop-ups are necessarily going to kind of exit the mix. They, they, they're in different guises. They're amazing ways of doing experience. But definitely it's on trend at the moment. You know, we've, we've had um, a lot of interest. And can, we, can we do a pop-up store in the studio here? Yeah, absolutely. We, we could take your studio out in a more interesting way than your normal obies. Now, why don't you do that? We'll see if we can, <laughs> we can do a barter agreement. You never know. That would be something I'd love to be a part of in some way or the other. Right, just lastly, anything else you need to add to this? No, I, I think just that it's been a, you know, a great pleasure bringing some great global brands to life, and it's been um, a very positive experience. So. So, so the current one is the Cadbury one in Santon City. Is it anywhere yes. else? No, Cadbury World of Marvelous Creations. It's just opposite clicks. Santon in Joburg, yep. unfortunately, yep. not anywhere else around. Are they going? And, and the others, have they always been just in one area or you, you've taken them around? We've done a couple of the big cities. So we've, we've tended to go to where, you know, kind of where the, the, the audience are. And um, we also have done some mobile ones. So some kind of food trucks. We're about to do a really interesting food truck for Nando's Grocery. So, 
we can also go to the people and go to the festivals. Well, let me know how the Nando's one work. I'd love to talk about it some other time. Great chatting to you, Solo. I think, I think uh, groundbreaking, certainly, in terms of what you guys do. And let's see if others would uh, consider going the pop-up route to try and make their brand very, very alive in a way that normal adverts certainly don't do. Uh, I may well call it a brand win. Absolutely. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Ashraf. And Bongi Works is the... Is the agency that's done all this fantastic work around pop-up stores. Uh, give me your thoughts. Pop-up stores, do they, do they work for you at all? Uh, have you been to one? Does it make any difference to you in terms of uh, whether you previously enjoyed the brand and now like it even more or turned off? Or in fact, if you never considered the brand whatsoever and suddenly saw this Oreo store uh, mark targeting kids and you take kids or your children or your grandchildren along and suddenly you love it so much. Uh, give me your thoughts whether it really works for you. I'd love to know via SMS 34701 and you can tweet at Ashraf Ganta. Uh, let's talk about the media landscape book right after this.